not off. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we're going to start where we've been starting the last two weeks with Taylor Swift. <laughs> Mojo, can you believe a fan actually paid $15,000 at a Selena? Gomez charity auction for some Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah, I'm just kidding, Mojo. That is actually true. You want to read about that? Go to TMZ.com. We're today, at least, not going to start with Taylor Swift. Check back tomorrow, though, because we might be just right back there, Mojo. We are going to talk about an auction, though, Mojo. Uh, an auction for a Tom Brady jersey. Not just any old Tom Brady jersey, though, Mojo. The last one that the GOAT wore during his prestigious NFL Career. Yep, uh, that jersey. Uh, now, this was a game that was played on January 16th, 2023. Of course, last football season. It was the uh, NFL's uh, wild card weekend, wild card round of the playoffs. The Cowboys ended up beating the Buccaneers and uh, advancing. Uh, so the Bucs were sent home, and thus it's Tom Brady's last game. Tom had a great game, though. I, oh, maybe not a great game. Tom had a good game through two touchdowns, 351 yards, did have one pick. Again, not enough to propel his bucks to victory. But, Mojo, that jersey is now in the possession of Sotheby's, of course, one of the most famous auction houses out there, period, not just sports. And they actually believe, Mojo, that this could be a record-setting jersey. Not just any old record-setting jersey, but like blowing the old record out of the water. They think this thing could sell up to $2.5 million when finally rich folks can bid on this thing. The previous record mojo belongs to none other than the great Joe Montana. Joe Montana's jersey was sold for $1.2 million. What's cool about that one, Mojo, is that he wore it in not one, but two Super Bowls, Super Bowl 19 and Super Bowl 23. Things different back then. Now guys change jerseys at halftime. He wore it for two Super Bowls four years apart. Bottom line, Mojo, I think Joe Montana's time on top is uh, about to be over in a couple weeks. As it should, Babecock. I mean, obviously the greatest player to ever play the game. His jersey should go for the most amount of money that a jersey has ever been sold for. That is an obvious doubling the old rate. Also seems accurate considering who we're talking about. Tom Brady, the unanimous, undoubted goat of football. I mean, I, I don't know too many people that would... Uh, would fight that statement. Yeah. I'll tell you why this is a little bit surprising to me, Babecock, and that is because Tom Brady kind of has two last jerseys here, doesn't yeah. he? He has the jersey for the end of his run yeah. with the Patriots before he retired for 12 minutes, uh, before returning <laughs> as number 12 uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know. Look, I'm not an expert, but if you're asking me, I would almost think that his last jersey with, with the, Patriots the Patriots might be worth more money than his last jersey with the Buccaneers, especially considering that last season was solid. They managed to grab a playoff spot, but it still was a letdown of a season for any Tom Brady team regardless of if that's in New England or Tampa Bay. So because there's two of them, because this happened only a couple years apart between the two, that's why it is somewhat surprising to me that this jersey is going for so much. But still, 
at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady. I mean, both of those jerseys probably would have broken the old record. Mojo, that's great. And you bring up a great point there. You remember when Tom Brady initially retired, of course, he left the Patriots, goes to the Tampa Bay Bucks. He plays, wins the Super Bowl, retires. There was a football that was billed as the last football from Tom's last game. That ball ended up going for over $500,000 at auction. What does Tom Brady do literally days later? After this guy pays what could have bought him a house, Tom Brady comes back and then the last ball is no longer his last ball. It's just some ordinary old football that's probably worth a couple thousand bucks at that point. So I do think if you are going to bid on this jersey and... I ain't bidding. I haven't got the money for it. But if you're if you're somebody out there that has millions or billions of dollars in the bank and you decide you might want to own this thing, I, I do think you've got to have a little uh, you've got to talk to yourself and say, am I really positive that Tom Brady is never coming back? The answer is yes. Let's bid. If not, that jersey anywhere. Nothing. There is an absolutely massive fight that is supposed to be scheduled to be going down uh, next week on October 14th. It's been a fight that uh, fight fans have been talking about for months now. Dylan Dennis, Logan Paul. I'll say, though, there are a lot of people who who don't believe that Dylan Dennis is actually going to show up that day and fight Logan Paul. And if he doesn't, then this man right here, one of the biggest combat sports stars in the entire world, Platinum Mike Perry, is going to step in and... Uh, Act as the backup fighter. Mike, how you doing, brother? Hey, what's up, bro? I've been preparing for a fight like normal. Like I'm the one fighting. Everyone's been telling me I'm the one fighting. My coach is on it. My managers are on it. We've been preparing. There's a lot of things that go into it. And it's been kind of weird with, you know, not actually being the fight. Right. Um, but there's a possibility. They told me all the way up into the point where... If Dennis gets in the ring, answers the bell, and walks out of the ring to say that he was there and he showed up, I would still get in the ring and I would fight Logan. No way. So are you going to get, like, your hands wrapped and all that, Mike? Like, are you going to warm up as if you are fighting? I I don't know the details <laughs> as far as that. But um, I'm assuming, you know, I won't be in the crowd I'll be in the back. I'll be prepping and, um, you know, wait for their word to be like, okay, uh, it's your time. Dennis isn't here, whatever. Maybe we'll know sooner. Maybe we'll know a day or two before. Maybe Dennis won't go at all. Who knows? I think he will. And my coach even said something to me today. What if Dennis comes and he needs help in the corner? And then I cornered Dylan Dennis. <laughs> Would you do that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd have to ask him. I'd be like, well, yeah. you know, maybe you just don't do it and I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been hard to stay focused, Mike, and to get up every day and to go kill yourself in training, knowing that you most likely won't fight? I mean, that, it's got to be hard to go through all of the, the crappy part, the training, the, the blood, sweat, and tears, and not get the payoff. A little bit, but I'm really enjoying it. Like, like for example, the dinner I had last night, my wife, my whole team, everyone has been doing everything as if I'm the one fighting next weekend. And they have been so solid. 
100% involved and dedicated with me. My weight is good. I'm, I'm going to do my water load like I normally would for a weight cut. I think it will be frustrating yeah. if, if I'm prepped, but once the time comes to see if I get in or not, and, I, and if I end up not getting in, you know, who knows, bro? I'm the bare knuckle guy, right? And people know me as the bare knuckle guy. And... Um, Mr. Bare Knuckle, if you will. And the biggest uh, star in that entire promotion. You know, I might fight that night in the crowd. <laughs> Who knows who's gonna be there? Who's gonna do some some stupid stuff? Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor might try, you know, he punched Dylan right. Dennis at a press conference. If anybody tries to fight me, you know what I watched last night? When what? me and Julian Lane, when Julian Lane threw those cards at me and was talking, <laughs> I just I just got up and, and we just went at it. I remember that. I mean, I don't know how many years we've been talking now, Mike. Five, more, six, seven, eight years. Who knows? You sound great. I mean, family life sounds Thank great. You. Thank it, you so much. It seems like things are, are, really, are really going in, in the right direction right now. Man, I guess, uh, you know, I'm a grown-ass man, dude. Uh, I, got, I got things that I take care of, things that... Um, you know, wouldn't necessarily survive without me. And um, it's my pleasure, my absolute pleasure to take care of my family and be this upstanding, like, strong individual for them that they can look up to. And, it, and, and I get better at it every single day. I get stronger, I get wiser, I get better. You know, the most important thing is family and, and just loving what I do and what I'm capable of. You know, I yeah. I would love to just get punched in the face by Logan and just smile at him as I chase him down as he runs away from me. You know, and and it's a it's a great game that I get to play, that I get to live. It's a great life that I get to live. Man, I'm I'm forever grateful and I want to keep it going forever. I, I want to be the guy that doesn't ever have to stop. If Dylan and Logan are watching this, Mike, and I'll get you out of here on this one, what do you say to them? We think they're going to show up. We're not sure, especially with Dylan. What do you say to the guys who are supposed to fight next weekend? I'll be there. I'll be there and I'll be ready to fight. Ready to rumble, baby. In the crowd, in the ring, outside, at the club. Bitch, I'm ready. There he is, Platinum Mike Perry. It's going down October 14th. Mike, thank you so much as always, brother. Let's go! TMZ! Coming up next in TMZ Sports, the trade to the Bucks, not the biggest news in Damian Lillard's life. Something even bigger happening in his personal life. We'll explain it next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T.
S-T-E-N. All right, Mojo, moving on to Damian Lillard. Of course, Damian Lillard was part of that blockbuster trade last week headed from the Portland Trailblazers to the Milwaukee Bucks. So massive, massive changes going on in Dame's professional life. But Mojo, today we learned also some big changes happening in his personal life because Damian Lillard this week has filed for divorce from his wife, Kayla. Now, uh, Kayla and Dame were uh, just married in September of 2021, but that doesn't tell the whole story. They are actually college sweethearts. They've been together for over a decade, going back to Dame's Weber State days when he was the star basketball player over there at that small college. Well, uh, like we said, went on to start a family together. But uh, Damien felt uh, for whatever reason, and that's not clear as of yet, that this marriage was not working anymore. And he files citing irreconcilable differences, Mojo. So now you've got this guy who is not just going to be in a brand new city, but also is not going to be with the woman that he has been with again for over 10 years now. So lots of changes for Damian Lillard. I'm going to say, man, Kayla must really, really not like Wisconsin for this yeah, to happen immediately. <laughs> it was day- Mojo, it's, it was a matter of days. I mean, one or two days. It was no time at all. She either doesn't like Wisconsin or she really likes the Northwest. (laughs) One of these two things. Not sure. I mean, jokes aside, probably not the reason for this, the trade, but the the timing is very interesting coming out right after the trade. Um, You got to think that this was a solid that Kayla did Dame here to just keep this under wraps until he could solidify his future. At the end of the day, this could easily be a situation that affects her too in a lot of different ways. I mean, look, teams see this as a signal. Had this news broken out before, before the trade actually took effect, who knows? That could have altered the term. Uh, Maybe that's a deal that the team doesn't want, changes your money. I mean, teams look at this and they evaluate everything. If they sense any kind of instability or any kind of unforeseeable issues that are now extremely foreseeable, uh, that that could alter and change everything. So very cool by both of them that they were able to keep this under wraps until the trade could get done and, you know, wait until efforts were in the right places. So uh, I know that can be a tough thing to do when you're obviously getting divorced for a reason. But uh, admirable yeah. thing, for especially sure. when you have kids. Nobody wants to go through a divorce. It, it's tough. Uh, obviously, these are two people who were together for a really long time, and you wish them both the best. Now, that's the personal life stuff, Mojo. The stuff that I care more about is what you know. What happens on the basketball court? Damian Lillard is a seven-time All-Star. The guy is a future Hall of Famer, and he is just a great, great player. And we know he's going to link up now with Giannis, and and we'll see if they can uh, deliver a championship, another championship to Milwaukee, though it would be the the first for Damian Lillard, who did absolutely everything I think he could, Mojo, in Portland. So the question is now, how do the fans in Portland, the Trailblazers fans, how do they treat Damian Lillard? Are they mad at him? Do they support him? Do they still root for him? We ran into a guy who um, knows a thing or two about winning championships as a player and was a guy who was also obviously a successful coach, Byron Scott. Byron Scott, we ran into him in Los Angeles. We asked him that very question. How do the fans in Portland treat Dame now that he's gone? Take a look. And adding Damien, who is motivated, who wants to win a championship, who's given his heart and soul to Portland area. And I I think they should be not so much upset that he's left, but they should be happy for him to get a chance to win. Yeah, Mojo, I think it's probably bittersweet for them, but but Dame had gotten to the point where he had done everything 
everything that he could possibly have done and, and they could just, for whatever reason, not get the pieces in there to take the next step and to really compete for a title. So I don't think you can be mad at Damian Lillard. Let the guy go and try and win a championship and really spend Mojo, the Seattle Seahawks, they were one of the best teams of uh, this last generation here. Super Bowl, that defense, the 12th man. I mean, they were absolutely, at home at least, nearly unbeatable with guys like Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman leading the way as players, Pete Carroll, of course, coaching the team. But Mojo, what was the relationship like in the locker room amongst the guys? I think you've got some guys there who have some different personalities, we'll call it, despite being uh, really great football players. Well, Marshawn Lynch, the great running back, shed a little bit of light on what the situation was like inside that Seattle Seahawks locker room. Actually appeared on Shannon Sharp, the Hall of Famers podcast. Of course, Club Shay Shay, great show. Conversation turned to... You know, what was it like with Russell and Pete Carroll, and did everybody get along? Here's Marshawn Lynch. From your expert opinion, you played in Seattle, you know Russ, you know Pete. What happened with that relationship? Man, you... <laughs> look, man, I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm, I'm, I'm not the, I wouldn't be the, the, the right person to, to speak on their relationship because I didn't, like, I didn't, you feel what I'm saying? So You didn't mess with who? I didn't with Pete, uh -huh. and then I mean, you know, Russ was like just a quarterback for me. Right. Pete tell him like, hey, you know, uh, nobody go and talk to Russell. Uh, if it if 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 anybody got something to say to Russell, come talk to me. Come talk to you know the quarterback. But nobody go and talk to him. And that was when that. You know what I mean, where that where that started. Mojo, would that bother you as a player, and especially as a great player? to see your coach putting the quarterback on a different level, telling the star running back, hey, don't even go talk to the quarterback because you guys are not on the same plane here. Absolutely. That would be a massive problem for, for any decent player in a locker room. I'm not allowed to go talk to my teammate. Right. I don't really care what position he's playing. I mean, there's two right. sides of that, too. If the coach said that, yeah, I would lose a lot of respect for my coach based off of that. But it's also up to the player to allow that to happen. Right. The player can always step up and be like, look, man, you know, this isn't for me. And, you know, if they need to establish some boundaries professionally, those boundaries don't exist personally. So for both sides to shut it off. Yeah, I, I'm not really going to care about the coach or the player, not somebody I'm exactly thrilled to go in the trenches for and take a beating for right. on Sunday to keep that guy's jersey clean. Uh-uh, that's not something for me. But as far as his comments, that's my quarterback, there has to be a professional relationship amongst teammates. And that's in some ways more important than a personal relationship. Marshawn and Russell Wilson could not be more opposite human beings. <laughs> it's kind of funny how opposite they are. But when they come together on game day, they have to be able to gel. They have to be able to communicate and work together. No one needs to go to the bar to grab a drink with their teammates, right. go play video games. Those things are not mandatory. As long as everyone shows up and does their job and shows everyone respect. That's what it's about. I mean, look, I've played with hundreds, if not at least a thousand different teammates yeah. between college football, even high school football, NFL football, and, and WWE. You know, I don't necessarily hang out with everybody. Right. That'd be a full-time job and then some. 
doesn't mean every time I, I, I see him, I don't get excited to see him. We hang out and we could work together. It's completely different situations here. But yeah, when you're walling off a star player from the rest of the team and saying, don't talk to him. That's a huge problem. For right. I, I think for some reason, a lot of times fans will expect that everyone on the same team has to be best friends. You're not best friends with the people that you work with. You don't hang out with everybody. But right, there's got to be a level of respect there. I, I do remember once he uh, signed with the Broncos, a uh, big story was that Russell was given an office in the facility. And that's something that, look, players don't have offices, but Russell got one. And, and I think that's in part been a, a problem that Russell, for some reason, uh, is put on this pedestal and he's, he's not uh, grouped in with the rest of his teammates. Mojo, we've got to move on. I cannot ever talk about, though, Marshawn Lynch without showing what is my favorite TMZ video of <laughs> all time. And it happens to star that man right here. I have not been able to find my bitch and uh, maybe Marshawn can help. Beast, the, the world wants Beast. to know. You coming back next time? Is your bitch coming back? <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, Mojo, we are just about out of time. I did say, though, we would tell you the burger price, Mojo, the Schwar burger. Remember that? Hu there it is, the huge burger. There it is. Cheaper than I thought. $23. $23 Whoa, for that what thing. What a steal. What a steal. A beer costs like 50 at the ballpark, so... We don't have enough time. I would love to see if that guy could actually fit that whole burger in his mouth, though. We don't know. We'll never know. Mojo, we've got to go. Big show tomorrow. Lots of big stories, big videos. Going to be pretty great. See you then. I just Where it'll be. Life. Yeah, something. Best show? The best show since today.